Because of the following special program, Wonder Woman and the Incredible Hulk will not be presented this evening. It's time to get all your Star Wars news in a single file. This is Making Tracks. Here are your hosts, Mark Nubo and Dave Tree. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Star Wars Fan Zone at London Film and Comic Con. Star Wars Fan Zone is brought to you by Fanta Tracks and all the cool stuff. Got loads of free stuff going on down here. Photo ops, games for the kids, uh, tops collector's cards. So get yourselves down here. And the other thing we have is wonderful guest panels, the first of which is about to start with Mark Newbold, host of Making Tracks, and Alan Fernandez. So over to Mark. Good morning, everyone. Loads of seats. Come and film them. We're going to we're going to talk about Star Wars. I think. All right, let's for, do for it. a good thirty minutes. Okay. Thirty minutes. <laughs> thirty minutes. We'll, okay. see, we'll see how we go. Okay. <laughs> so welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for being our guest. Uh, I'm going to get straight into it because I've got a feeling sure. we've got we're going to talk about a lot. Your experiences, your Star Wars experiences. Where did that film, or when did that film first come on your radar? When did you first hear about it? Um, the film act it started in 1976. We went down to Death Valley, California, yeah. with uh, Margie, and we spent a whole day taping her. But getting ready for the shoot, yeah. uh, we we spent eight months to get her costume fitted on her correctly. Yeah. So she, I mean, she's a character in the cell. Absolutely. And I, uh, she's the star. I'm just the stand-in. <laughs> or the sit-on. <laughs> yes, I just said on. So that process, then you say that. I mean, eight months to get the costume right. She had to be comfortable. Yes, because she was from which zoo? A, a marine world. Right. It was. It was actually a, a park. So she was a, a bit of a. She was a bit of a star anyway. Absolutely. So how did they know she was the right elephant to do this? Because she was. She was very good with people, um, and she took uh, directions very well. So she had a calm temperament. Absolutely. So, and so, she's brilliant. I mean, yeah. she is. Was. Was, of course. So when, you've, when you work out now, when they worked out the costume, they've got to make sure she can still see. She's, oh, yes. Yes, confident. she could see. Uh, the only problem was her breathing. She, uh, when we started filming, she had to pull up her tusk and hold it in her mouth. Yeah. And that was a little bit difficult for her. Oh, wow. But she did it really well. And when I said drop, she dropped her trunk and breathe normally. So how did you build a relationship with her then? Because it, you were like, you say you were like co-stars if you think about it. Correct. I was actually a trainer for many animals in, in the in marine world. Yeah. Uh, I was mainly a tiger wrestler. Wow. Yes. Wow. <laughs> and lions. And uh, uh, Margie was a star on her own side. And because I was used to going out with uh, tigers and lions, and actually camels also. Right. Uh, to different places, shows. And when uh, Mr. Lucas came to Marine World yeah. and asked for an elephant, and right away we thought of Margie. So what's your story? How did you... I mean, that's fascinating. I had no idea. How did you get into that world? I got 
railroad into it. Um, when I interviewed for a position, they said, well, you're from Africa, yeah, so you know all about lions and tigers, and I didn't say tigers are, are not in Africa, but yeah. I said, yes, yeah, sure, and that's how I got it. <laughs> yeah, and when did your career, in that, when did that career start for you, then how young were you? Where, where? In 1974. Yeah, and how, where do you find the intestinal fortitude to get into a cage with a tiger? Um, actually, I started out as a night keeper, and I walked around at every hour, uh, midnight to six in the morning, and uh, the animals got used to seeing me, hearing, yeah. smell me, and so they, were, they kept on sleeping through the night. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, one thing about Margie, the elephant, when I would feed them in the morning, we would take bales of hay or alfalfa in, into the barn, and she would step on the bale yeah. and break the baling wire. I didn't have to do that. She wow. did it for me. Was she the smartest elephant you'd ever dealt with? Yes. Yes. What is it? What is it about certain elephants? I'm, I'm going way off into the weeds. What is it about certain elephants that they can pick up instruction? What? what how are they wired like that? They're, they're very, very intelligent. Very intelligent. In fact, uh, uh, I just heard that there was a, a program where a mirror was placed in front of different animals. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Apes, for example, would think that was an, another ape and try and attack it. Yeah. But elephants stood and looked and recognized themselves. They knew it was them. It knew it was them. Wow. I wonder if she ever saw a picture of herself as the banther and realized <laughs> yeah. it was her. Yeah. <laughs> so how long were you filming on the, on the movie? You say Death Valley, so Death a Valley. lot of the yeah. California stuff was done there. It took us uh, eight days to get down there or seven days to get down there and back up. Uh, but... The filming is actually eight hours, but I'm sure the crew was there much longer because yeah. they were filming the terrain. So what did you know of the role? Obviously, Tuscan Raider. So what did they tell you of the character? Did you know anything about it? I had no idea. No. None. <laughs> and what did you think? So you're in the mask, so you're... You know, you're the, the mask was actually built on, on, my, on my face at the last minute. Yeah? Really? <laughs> yeah. And there were three of us. Well... Two of us in Death Valley, uh, well, actually three. Um, I can't remember. Uh, Bob Stryker was one of yeah. also from Marine World. Uh, Champion was another one. And I believe he passed away. Right. I'm not sure. And do you think George used you guys because you had the connection with the animal? Yes, yes. And Margie trusted us. Yeah. In fact, when, when we, we got to Death Valley, uh, we spent the first night on the side of the road, and she was a little bit agitated yeah. because of the long drive. I was going to say the transportation and getting it there. Yeah, so I, I, I believe I spent the night in the trailer with her yeah. to keep her calm wow. for the filming in the morning. And how in did fact, she deal with the heat? I mean, it's incredibly hot there. How did she deal with that she heat? She dealt with it very well. But when, she, when we took off the, the, the costume, she was soaked inside. Really? And a funny story, when we took off the uh, uh, costume, we said, go run. And, but she kept around the trailer because yeah. that was home. Yeah. And she got up to the dune, and the uh, highway was down below. Yeah. And nobody could see the truck but the elephant. Yeah. So they kept on driving and said, no, that can't <laughs> be an elephant. It's got to be Mirage. Yeah. 
<laughs> in the desert. Isn't it incredible, though, to think, I know when they filmed in Tunisia and, and you would look that way and there's the hut and you would look that way and there's the sea, but we never see the sea because it's tattooing. Yeah, right. And you say you're filming those scenes there and there's the highway is literally right. next to it. Yeah. So you literally just let her go and have a run? Yes. How do you call it an elephant down? Do you hose her down? or do, How does she get that heat out? Um... The costume had vents, yeah. to, you know, for air to go. The horns were actually hollow. Right. Yeah. So let a bit of air flow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So you, you didn't know anything about the character you were playing. No. You, you obviously surmised that it was taking place on a, on a hot world or a desert world. Well, it, it was a, in the middle of a, a winter in right. Death Valley. Okay. 80 degrees. Still 80 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> So not like London. <laughs> oh, well, I was going to say, this at the moment is so... We're, I'm not used to this. I'm totally not used <laughs> to this. And I'm wearing a black shirt like a genius. Um, when you saw the film then, what were your impressions of... Obviously, you, you know your character, your race, is a, I, is a dangerous race of people. Because, well, you know. I, I did a few movies and, you know, I didn't think Star Wars was going to go anywhere, literally. Yeah. I mean, when I had breakfast with uh, Mr. Lucas... We were actually the uh, one of the accountants was checking to see what we ordered, so, so he, <laughs> to, to tip correctly. Yeah. <laughs> so they were really being careful. <laughs> yes. So you must have been I mean, like everybody, and we, we speak to people on the, on this stage and elsewhere on the podcast. Some people, in in retrospect, are like, oh, "I knew it was going to be a hit," but most people are like you, going, "No idea." No. No. In fact, only. Uh, Two years ago, uh, somebody came up to me and said, if you really were in Star Wars, I said, yes, I was. Yeah. He, and he said, do you know you're a star? I said, no. <laughs> and then uh, I did a small little uh, video on YouTube last year. Yeah. And that took off. Yeah. And then this year, a couple of months ago, I started doing the circuit. Yeah. And I'm... I'm having fun. I was going to say, you're enjoying that, because it's, it's, what do you say, 76, so it's a good way, a good way back. But you were there for a week, so it's, it's, it's a good few little memories. Yes, were, yes. were there any funny moments? Obviously, you were very much there for Margie, but you know, were there any other interesting moments that happened during that week? Uh, as far as? Oh, just, just with the crew. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I told you about the breakfast. Yeah. You? Oh, yeah. Uh, after the last year, a friend of mine took me up to the ranch. Yeah. Uh, Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. We we went and had lunch at the cafe, and Casey, who was a sound manager, a uh, sound director, introduced me uh, to one of the sound people, and I said, "This is the Tuscan Raider," and every face turned and looked at me. Yeah. And I said, "What are they looking at?" <laughs> and Jesus says, you're a star. I oh, said, yeah. no. <laughs> In fact, um, sitting next to him was Ron Howard. Wow. Yeah. And he was just film- finishing uh, the sound and editing on the last, very last movie. That yeah, he yeah, made. yeah. That's a bit cool. Yes. So when the film came out, it becomes a massive hit. And obviously with any film, film production, there's lots of people involved, lots of people. Yes. Did you get a, a sense of pride that you were in this key little key little scene? When the movie came out in '77 uh, in San Francisco, yeah. at the Coronet Theater, yeah. and I said I was in that movie, and at that time I had I had a, a gold Cadillac, 
So I said, would you mind driving uh, my girlfriend? And so she sat in the driver's seat, and I was in the back, yeah. pulled on the window, and we drove by the line, which was around the oh, theater. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm waving. <laughs> <laughs> Your moment. No, nobody knew who the hell I was. <laughs> I'm Anthony Daniels, and you are listening to Fanther Tracks. Well done. You know, years later, the characters, the character uh, Tuscan Raiders, some people develop and become a thing, and then Star Wars fandom gets bigger and bigger, and, and everybody's familiar with these these characters. Right. And you see things like, like this little fella down here. Does that is that that's that make you happy? That's amazing. I had no idea. <laughs> well, did you see any of the merchandise back in the day? No. No. And you never got anything? You never no. picked anything up? No. Have you got anything now? Now that you're on this circuit and you're able to talk I'm about it. I'm finding more and more. Yeah, really? Because it's everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. And, and, and the, the fans bring all kinds of stuff. I'm going, I'm amazed. It makes you happy. It must make you happy. Because like I say, oh, when, yes, when you absolutely. did it, you, know, you were there as a specialist because of Margie. And yes. you work on the film, get paid, whatever you got, got paid. And yes. I would assume you think, oh, well, back to Marine World. I'm, I'm done. But <laughs> right, you're right. this whole thing has got its, own, its yeah. own life. It was just part of my job. Margie was a star. Yeah. <laughs> when did Margie pass away? It was a few years ago, I'm wasn't it? I'm not sure. A few years ago. Yeah. yeah. And unfortunately, they left the uh, costume out in the rain no. and it got destroyed yeah it, it still makes me smile to think of an elephant wearing a costume but it literally is a costume isn't it what yes. was it made of was it what material horsehair balsa wood uh, uh, styrofoam very light yeah the bags on the side of Margie were actually stuffed with straw wow and it looked like it was very heavy yeah, yeah. I believe the only heavy things were us sitting on on, on our <laughs> So famously, when they were doing the sound effects for Star Wars, yes. they would go to like San Diego Zoo to get bears growling and walruses and stuff. Did they come to you guys as well to do sound? No, no. The sound, the sound of the Tuscan Raider is actually a mule. Right. Yeah. And <laughs> you didn't train that as well, did you? <laughs> no. <laughs> and some of the the other sounds, the sounds were put together after yeah. the film was shot. Yeah. And it's amazing some of the voices, oh, the yeah. sounds. Did you make? I mean, when you were there and they're directing you, were you making any noises on on the back of her, or no. it's all all just making sure she? Well, well we, they wouldn't hear us anyway. No, I guess it not. Just just filming. So, what was the heat like? You say it was in the eighties, so it would still be quite warm in in the costume, I assume. Yes, it was, but we we got a chance to take off our our headpiece, yeah, which was okay. Now, uh, there's one one part in the movie where I'm holding my mask. Yeah. And the reason why is because of the tunnel uh, uh, vision. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I had to memorize the terrain and and run down and jump on the elephant. Every once in a while I trip, quite often actually. And then the la- uh, the mask got loose yeah. and it broke my my bridge and started to bleed. And it, it, that's why I was holding it to stop yeah. it from seeing what it hurt. And Mr. Lucas said, okay, just sit on the front of the elephant for the rest of the filming. <laughs> I said, great. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> I yell, sit there. That's a very common thing, though. A lot of actors, we had Corey D. Williams on here yesterday, and he was in Return of the Jedi, and he had a mask, and he had limited vision. So you have to mark out your steps, like Anthony Daniels, the C-3P, knew how many steps left and one right. But you, you were running. Yes. So how do you mark, because your steps are different every time, so how do you mark that out? You've you got to remember it, yeah. and then just jump. <laughs> and you fall out several times yeah <laughs> so when you film you say you film for a week and obviously a large element of that was getting the elephant comfortable 
did you film any other scenes that weren't used, or, or was that always oh, you knew love. exactly? Yeah. yeah, yeah, eight hours of filming and only three seconds in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can believe that. It's <laughs> a DVD they... just there, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> what, what sort of other stuff did you do? Just to give them options, I guess. Just to give the director some options, so they would have shot it from different directions. They and... did all of that. Yeah. We just we just kept going. Wow. And they they picked and choose what what they wanted to show. Was there ever the opportunity after after Star Wars to do any more? Not not just Star Wars films, but other films. You mentioned you'd done other stuff. I did, but I can't mention those because they didn't <laughs> quite make the screen. No problem, no problem. So you went back to Marine World. So how yes. long did you work there for? Uh, I I, li- I worked at Marine World for about a little over four years, yeah. and then I I left and uh, went to school to my degree, and then I got into computers. All oh, right, okay. And, then, and that changed my life. <laughs> So I'm, I'm still fascinated by tiger wrestling. What, I, I, I can't even conceive of... Well, okay, it started with uh, Mohan. Mohan was a runt, uh, Bengal tiger. Yeah. His mother gave him up for, for uh, dead. And Peter Gross, who was the director of uh, land animals, said, do you want the, the cat? I said, sure. Yeah. So I took Mohan. As, as a project almost, as you were going to rear him and... Yeah. And uh, Mohan was my personal cat. Right. Nobody else would touch wow. Mohan. Yeah. And he, and he grows with you. He knows he grew, you. Yeah. And uh, you know, when he was the cub, he would try and play hide and seek with me. Yeah. And still try and attack me. And but then in within a few months, he got to you know three hundred pounds. Yeah. And he still still thought that he was a kitten. He would hide behind the blade of grass yeah. because he couldn't see me, but I could see him. Yeah. His head's huge. Yeah, yeah. And I would I'd pretend like I don't know he's coming. <laughs> and he would jump on me. <laughs> so with, 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 with these animals, when they're raised, and it's similar to, to Margie because you got her to a, to a point where she, she would follow certain direction, like put the chunk in the mouth and, and yes, all that. Yes. With a tiger, obviously, it's a different carnivore and herbivore. It's a different wiring. How do you how do you know? Is there a point when you can't wrestle with him, or is he oh, yes. always is he always that guy? Well, we don't really wrestle with him. We we, we get them to attack us yeah. when the uh, people come by. Yeah. So they look like the tigers are wrestling us. Yeah. But actually, they just want to sleep. <laughs> wow. They want to rest. <laughs> they are so comfortable with us. Yeah. And each each tiger has his own handler here. His or her own handler. Yeah. And I couldn't go to another tiger. I was going to ask that. You couldn't go to another no, one? Not unless the, the handler said, yeah, he's okay. Yeah. That's amazing. Tigers, very smart. Just like lions, not so much. Really? <laughs> yes. Are tigers kind of misunderstood in that way? Yeah. I wonder what the difference is between lions and tigers. That's fascinating. That's fascinating. <laughs> Hi, Paul Blake here, Greedo from Star Wars A New Hope, and you're listening to Panther Tracks. Stepping forward to today, you, you're doing these events, you're on the convention circuit. Where, where else could we possibly see? I understand you're doing EmpireCon in uh, December in LA. I believe so. I started out my first one in uh, Sacramento, uh, and I was quite surprised at the number of people. Yeah. Uh, the second one I did was Modesto. Yeah. And then That's I, a good Star Wars town. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Luke was born there, right? Yeah. And then the uh, next one I did was uh, 
Crypticon in uh, Kansas City. Yeah. Which was kind of like this heat. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Humid. <laughs> Water coming down the walls. Has it, has it been interesting for you, having been in the film for all those years, but, but now only kind of coming out and, and talking about it and, and doing this, meeting other actors from the films, because not that many people were in that classic film, so it's a, it's a shared, very tight little group. Yes, correct. And most people are not around anymore. No, that's true. That's true. That's true. But you can you can also kind of share what because you filmed in the states. A lot of the guests here filmed here in the UK, and some filmed in Tunisia. You've all got your own little stories to yes, tell. Yes, yes. And and the more I uh, tell them, more it comes to mind. Is that so, I was going to say? Is that something like you'd you'd remember? You might be six months down the line and go, I remember that Friday night. Right. Right. Exactly. Brilliant. That's fantastic. So uh, you're here. Are you here for the rest of the weekend? Yes, I am. So you're signing signing upstairs. Yes, I am. Um, silly question, and yes. I've never asked it before, and it's just dropped into my head. Okay. And I ask this for a reason for myself. Okay. I've never signed an autograph because because why would I? But if I ever became famous, I've got the worst signature in the world. Do you have a signature that you're happy with? Because I know some people have an official signature and some have a work signature. Have you figured yours out? Yes, I have. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> um, mine is just the initials A and F. Yeah. Put together with uh, one life in the and A cross the F cross. Yeah. That's it. Smart. Smart. <laughs> Especially I know George Lucas just does the GL, doesn't he? That just looks like a. Blur. Well, sometimes like. Uh, last night I, I signed 31 in a row. I'm yeah. Going, okay. <laughs> Wake up, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, nobody nobody writes anymore, do they? So any time you hold a pen, you like yeah, this. Yeah. So I mentioned George just then. What was he like to work with then as a director? Oh, he's an incredible man, and very very low key. Yeah. Absolutely. But you yeah. knew exactly what he wanted. He was very clear on what on oh, yes. what you needed. Oh yes. And. If he didn't like something, he wouldn't put you down. He said, no, try it again. Yeah. That was it. And you, uh, I say, you were, you, again, you and 99% of the rest of the world just thought this was a low-key sci-fi film because we had some of the guys on yesterday and uh, one person would film this little bit and one person would film that little bit, but there was only George Lucas and Gary Kurtz kind of really able to, to put it right, together. Right, right, um, yeah. This amazing jigsaw puzzle. Um, I went to uh, Lucas Ranch into the theater yeah. where they do the sound testing. Yes. Now, I'm sitting in this seat, and there's a telephone right there. Yeah. I'm going, what's this all about? And uh, Casey told me, Casey was sitting behind me. Yeah. He says, that this is where George was sitting last night. Mr. Luke was sitting in this seat. He says, yeah. And Ron Howard was sitting right there behind him. I'm going, yeah. okay. <laughs> I said on the phone. He says, well, he picks it up, talks to the booth, say, okay, take that out, yeah. add this. And so we did a few uh, clips of movies yeah. that have already come out. And I, the, 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 this movie that I saw, or bits of movie that I saw, yeah. the seat moved as, uh, like, okay, if I'm in a, in a, a ship, yeah. a rocket ship, yeah. It's going forward. My my seat would go back. Yeah, and if the the window blew, blew up from a whatever, uh, the wind would come and hit me. Gotcha. And speakers in the ceiling, the floor, on the walls. Yeah. 
That's 5D. Yeah. <laughs> you want that in your house? 5D on. I can't go to movie theater now. No. You, you, it's ruined, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. What was it like visiting Skywalker Ranch? Because, again, that's I went there years ago, and it was a fascinating visit. But it's a, it's a very special place to be. It very much feels like Lucas's domain, doesn't it, you know, when you visit? Oh, the ranch? Yeah. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah. And you can't see it from the street. No. 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 It's... it's and the front gate is not really a front gate. No. You can't even see it. You drive right by. Yeah, you do. You cut back on yourself, don't you? You Not really, but if you know where it is, you yeah. have to slow down. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. I've absolutely enjoyed this. It's been wonderful to meet you. Thank it's been you. lovely to talk about this. Thank you for your time. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Very much. Thank, Thank you. you. That's all for this special episode of Making Tracks. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Android, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Spreaker. If you want to find Fanta Tracks out there in the wild, you can find us on smart speakers such as Amazon, Alexa, Apple HomePod, Google Home and Sonos. We're also available in your car with Apple CarPlay and Android Auto, on gaming consoles and television. You can find us on Fanta Tracks TV, on YouTube or the Fanta Tracks app. And of course, you can drop onto the dedicated landing page for Fanta Tracks Radio on fantatracks.com. We'll be back very soon, but for now, please guys. <laughs>